All right, ladies, so I got a question. What's it? What's the five most important things in your life? For me, I would say God comes first, then my family, then my personal happiness, and then work and school. Um, kids, God, myself, uh, <laughs> my mama. <laughs> and was that five? Kids, God, myself, my mom, and oh, I have a fifth. Okay, so you haven't found it yet. We'll come back to that. For me, it would be God, family, peace, purpose, love. Oh, peace. I don't give a damn about my family. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Take Control Podcast. You got Brandy here. It's Kim. Hey guys, it's Darielle. <laughs> and we are back. Do we have a week recap? How was everybody's week? I think I had a good week. Yeah, I did. I celebrated my best friend slash boo thing's birthday, so that was really fun. Um, work went smooth. I had a good week. Really good week. My stomach is growling if you guys heard that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> my week was solid um work was better um i did some podcast stuff over the weekend pretty good weekend mm, mine was great a little bit of both i won't lie uh had an awesome vacation and then i came home and just slept can't beat that. Yeah. I got to sleep a little bit this weekend. <laughs> Me too. <Kanata. laughs> Me too. Yesterday, I did not leave my house. Oh, I left for like the grocery store at like eight, but it's like the first weekend I had off in a long time. So I didn't leave. So mm. sleep was. <laughs> Y'all can't see that, but she's, I'm she's dancing. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we have any announcements this week, Dario? We do. Okay. So there is the annual charity gala black tie event coming up on Saturday, November 30th from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. It is at the Roy G. Biv Gallery, 435 West Rich Street, Columbus, Ohio, 43215. You can get the tickets um, on Eventbrite. It's gala614.eventbrite.com. Are you going? I'm going to be there. I wanted to, but that is Royce's birthday. And even Mm -hmm. though he lost his birthday, we're not doing anything. No, that's my God, baby, y'all. Okay, well, you (laughs) take him somewhere, but he's he lost it. I gave him multiple opportunities. So whatever, we'll do a little cake, but we're not having a party. And then my best friend is having her daughter's birthday party at like 6 p.m. So I don't know how I'm going to make that work as far as getting ready. I don't have an outfit. So I'm, I'm probably going to miss out. And I've really been wanting to go to an event like this. So, mm. But, you know. Well, I'll be there. It's my birthday weekend. My Turn up. Please tomorrow. plan something. So you said do what? Plan something. Yes, I'm going to do dinner. I'm going to do a dinner on Friday. So Okay, baby. Get cute. Put that in my calendar. Celebrate. Um, I do have a shout out this week. I just want to shout out my friends. Um, I was going to do that too. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> um, Ashley, Maria, Jalen, thank you so much just for always just being solid and encouraging me. Um, we just were in our group today and they were just like helping me come up with business names and different things like that. And yeah, so... <laughs> It was just really nice of them to be on my side and support me. So I love you guys very Aww. much. I don't have any shout outs this week. Sorry. Um <laughs> I was gonna shout out Durrell because um 
so he introduced this idea to me, something that he does. It's kind of like a daily worksheet where we kind of write out what we're doing for the day, whatever, what are our top goals and just notes. And we keep track of like what we ate and had to drink for the day just to be aware of like, you know, everything you have going on, make sure you accomplish your goal for the day. So he introduced that to me. So I've been doing that every day and it's been helping me. Um, make sure I get things done and I didn't do it over the weekend and my weekend was like chaotic so mm-hmm. uh, my next step would be to get like a little journal and write out my feelings and things like that just so I can be aware of my triggers and how I respond to things so I didn't want to shout him out because you know no matter how distant or cold I get from people he's always like there when I'm ready to be social again so mm-hmm. yeah he's the best he is he Very has positive like, dope how he has like relationships with everyone on like different levels like he knows what we all need and Mm -hmm. he'll reach out personally like hey i wanted to send you this because it made me think of you and try this for the week it's super dope Mm. yeah love that about him um a couple of things on social media that i wanted to talk about janae aiko and big sean i just think like if y'all not back together they were just on a trip together. If, y- if y'all not back together, I just want to know so I can <laughs> slide in his DM. <laughs> See, I don't know enough about them. Like, So the most recent thing that I heard was everybody was blazing about that new song that they got. Did you that listen they put to out. the song? I did, and it was r- deep and real. But I just found... I don't know. Did it come out Friday? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I heard it Friday night because my friend had stopped by my house. And I listened to it or whatever, and I was like, okay, so I kind of thought the same thing. So like, are they dating again, or are they just... But then I saw this tweet that was like, Vic Sean and Janae are like best friends, um, situation shippers, so lovers, <laughs> like they're everything to each other. I'm like, I don't know what to think about. I don't them. know what they got going on, but it's like the most beautiful, toxic shit ever. <laughs> and when I first heard this song, I'm like, I don't like the way he's flowing. But then when I heard what he said, I was like, oh my God, like big dick energy, like come mm. through. <laughs> And everybody was just making a big deal, like, oh, he made her come nine times, blah, 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 blah. P.S. I don't believe that. Nine I believe times? it. I, you sick nasty. Nine <laughs> I really don't believe him. I'm sorry. I yeah. believe it. I could only pray for such an amazing thing. In one thing. day, like, I believe that, but I thought he was speaking on, like, like their little, like, why they were. Uh-uh. He said in one day. In one day. Okay, one day, I believe that. I'll take it. Why don't you believe it, though? I thought he meant like over the it course of session. their like yeah. I was like fuck off, oops. Um, but over the course of a day, I believe that then. I'll take it. So oh, if they're not yeah. if they're not together, <sighs> Brandy gonna head your way. Look, I got a thing for him. It's real. <laughs> so I don't know how to comment without putting my business out there. <laughs> it's cool. You getting orgasms nine times a day? I I, I won't say nine. <laughs> close enough but one time i've counted and it was about <laughs> and that wasn't in one day that was in one session look at god <laughs> but i'll just i don't know whatever moving on <laughs> well yeah we're, try- we're trying to figure it out inquiring minds wants to know <laughs> all right so summer walker did y'all watch the Soul Train Awards? No. No, but I, of course, it was all over social media, so. I saw the video today and I scrolled past it. It was on Twitter and I just, I kept going. It was really awkward. <laughs> she was up there all in maybe a minute. Literally say hi and bye. So do yeah. you think the social anxiety is real? It could be. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. want to take that away from her. Right. If, if that is the case. You look a little suspect. I mean, I know that I have similar issues and sometimes it can affect my work just because I want to be to myself and I don't want people bothering me. And when I get to like, ah, it's like it it starts to affect my work. So I get it. But like at some point it's like, you know how to kind of be in those situations, even if you're uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Maybe she hasn't gotten that far yet. Maybe. Because someone made the comment that, like, well, she posts on social media a little less social anxiety-ish. Right. But if I think about it, you know, you're behind your phone or whatever, and you're posting and you're in the comforts of your home or with your man or whatever the case may be, but then you put someone in a 
large crowd on a stage. They're all staring at you. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to take away from her. I mean, yeah, because being in she... front of a big crowd of people makes me nervous. I, I couldn't wouldn't. do it. Like yeah. if I was ever an artist, I don't know if I could ever get on stage or be on tour. Like yeah. I just, I'm good. I don't want to be in front of that many people. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like I would even be, like, an anonymous singer. Like, I've hopped on one of my friend's songs, like, as an anonymous background cover. And, like, nobody ever knows. You're welcome, everybody. There's a secret for me. Completely <laughs> random. Did y'all see that Paula Patton thing? Yes! No. <laughs> but I went back and listened. I was like, I hear now it now. you can't unhear yes. it. So, mm-hmm. Paula oh, Patton shit, is yes. the voice on... The Usher, on Usher? Um, can you handle it? Yes. That's one of my favorite songs. That I couldn't unhear it. After I went and listened, it right. sounds just like her. It's like, oh, wow. You know, it's crazy, though. Since I was a kid, I've always wondered, because they never put featuring so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple songs out like that. I always wondered who was in the background. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I pulled some Paula Patton shit like a year ago. That's and dope. nobody will ever know that it's me. And I, I want to do it again. I would do it again. But That's they just dope. don't know. <laughs> I love dope. it. But It wasn't surprising after they kind of came out, because she had mentioned before that she was on a lot of Robin Thicke's albums like writing and really like that Mm -hmm. so it really wasn't that surprising but it was just like wow okay i can't unhear it now um all right moving along so today i wanted to talk about boundaries um boundary excuse me boundaries within family within relationships within workspaces um starting with and i know this is a little bit old but ti I'm sure everyone knows by now that he takes his daughter to the gynecologist (laughs) yearly to make sure that her hymen is intact. (laughs) So I was pissed. That was another rabbit hole that I went down. I went to find the podcast because I'm like, no, this can't be real. This has Mm -hmm. to be clickbait. So I went and found the podcast, which they've since removed, listened to the whole episode to find it. And he literally was like, yeah, I take her to the doctor. I look at her and say, well, Deja, you know you got to sign these papers. And the doctor says, you know, well, it can be broke from horseback riding, playing sports, riding a bike, blah, 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 blah. He literally said, she doesn't do none of that. Hurry up and do the test and give me my results. Oh, mm. okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hard anyway, coming from a woman perspective. Like, it's already hard enough to talk about those things with your parents or your family and to have a dad that, like, barks down your throat like that. And then I heard something along the lines of, like, he doesn't do it to his son, who openly has already said on the show, what is he, like, 15, that he's Mm -hmm. had sex. And he's like, okay, here's how to be careful. But with her, protective or not, there's other ways to be protective over your daughter. Like, at that point now, she's not going to tell you nothing, no way. Like she's ever scared or hurting in a real situation well i can't run to my dad he's just gonna be upset about it mm-hmm. but i don't know um i wasn't necessarily pissed about it but i just feel like it's kind of fucked up because you should try to have some type of trust with your child yeah. And I feel like it's going to you being overprotective is not going to protect them from everything. It's not going to stop them from doing shit that you don't want them to do. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I feel about it. Yeah. I me. I just it made me consider what are you teaching your daughter? Right. If she had had sex, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to take away your money? Like he is controlling. Yeah. And I always seen it with tiny <laughs> as the show would progress. But to see it with his daughter, that's a whole nother level. Like, I would honestly be okay if my dad went with me to the doctor just as a support. You don't have to be in the room Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But then to say, give me my results, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That's what I'm saying. There's a different way to be protective and supportive without crossing that literal boundary. Like, it just, now that we're talking about it, it just makes me kind of upset because it's like men always want some type of control over over a woman's body, and I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I think the double standard there is too. Like, is there too? Like your son literally said flat out on the show and everything that he's active in sex, and you're like, okay. And then here comes your daughter, who apparently is 18 and grown, and you're still you're still doing this to her, like. When are you going to stop? Are you going to stop when she gets married? Are you going to stop when she... Are you going to stop, period? Like, are you going to stop when she does finally lose her virginity? Like you said, what's going to happen when she does? Right. Um. And then, 
I told y'all I go down rabbit holes. So I'm on Facebook, of course, and people were like, well, his house, his rules, blah, 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 blah. People were talking about, you know, you parent different different children different ways, whatever the case may be. And it's just a bunch of bullshit. And what pissed me off about it is that it was a lot of men on there commenting like, well, I mean, it's his house, it's his child. But it's like, okay, you have, and I posted this, like you have millions of women saying this is a problem speaking from experience as a young woman i would have never wanted my father to do that to me Mm -hmm. and all y'all can just say is it's his house his rules like that's the whole point that we're (coughs) making that controlling shit is like crazy to me Mm -hmm. and then to listen to the episode and you hear the women they're uncomfortable but they're laughing at it and it's like granted you can't tell people how to parent their children but that was an opportunity to say like hey this is not right right like that's wrong and it just kind of showed like another example how women feel like they can't speak up for themselves Mm -hmm. or protect another woman like they literally you could hear them just like what'd you say like wanting to say something but But they just kind of laugh through it and it was like this is ridiculous like he circled back because when the conversation started they got away from it, and he circled back to make it a point to say, I go to the doctor with my daughter, and I have them check her hymen. Like, okay, buddy, like, <laughs> we, what we point get were you making? Like, <laughs> do you want a cookie for that shit? I mean, I just don't understand. Well, what was the point of him even talking about that? They were talking about, the, it started off like, have you had the talk with your children? Mm-hmm. And... He went. To, he was like, yeah, we've had the talk. And then he went to say, I even go as, but then they kind of talked over him mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kind of go away from that part of the conversation. So once they finished their statement, he circled back around it. And he was like, and furthermore, I go with my daughter to the doctor and we do annual hymen checks. Like, nigga, you didn't even have to say Right, you could have let that go. None of that. I felt bad for her. And I think the read explained everything that I wanted to say. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> I'll finish that episode today. <laughs> Like, <clears throat> and I want him to come out and say something, but I'm pretty he sure an that apology. he's going to just defend his own bullshit. Yeah, yeah. probably. And if I wonder, like, where's her mom? Well, that's kind of what I was wondering. Like, <laughs> why isn't her mom going with her for, as a support or saying anything? She don't need either one of her parents to go t- for uh, to her for fucking support. She doesn't. That because, is her body. Yeah. That is her business. Because she's grown, but like at the same time, like. Where's your mom? Like, your mom would have yeah. more understanding and, like, has been through that kind of checkup and stuff and let you know, like, oh, it's fine. It's yeah. just, it's a quick second. They'll be done in a second. You'll be fine. Because he but, said like, that he's been doing it since she was 16. So she was, it was when she was not of eight, not 18. And it, like you said, it's like, why, where your wife is not saying, like, hey, this is probably not a good idea. Like, there's nobody there in support of her from what I can tell right. you. I don't see Tiny speaking up. No. That's another thing because you have money. Like, you feel like you can control everybody around you. Yeah. And even the people, like, that are interviewing him, I'm not trying to be funny, are probably standoffish and are trying not to, quote unquote, disrespect him because of his status and he has money and he has this and he has that. But wouldn't you rather just let him know what's up? Girl, listen. (laughs) That nigga's out of control. Period. Like, yeah. he's out of control. And his vocabulary is so big, and yet you still manage to be a dumbass. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. But going further into that, within our own families, like, have we created healthy boundaries? Um, in this whole research process of this whole thing with T.I., I came across something. Um, psychology, psychology calls an enmeshed family where there's no clear boundaries with you and your family members. They say it usually stems from um, the head, which is usually like a controlling mother, but you're never to hold anyone to any kind of accountability in your family. Like, oh, they could be strung out on drugs. That's still your mother. That's still your father. That's still your brother. That's still your Mm -hmm. sister. Um, And it kind of got my wheel spinning about my own family dynamic. And if I can see that within (laughs) my circle um, and I think it's almost like that with me and my stepdad. Um, like he he has like today he called me while I was at work, asking me to do something. Um, and he was like, "I'll just come up to your job." Oh, well, I'm working, so. <laughs> and then proceeded to call me three more times after he left my job 
about what he needed help with. So it's like certain things like that where like he just there's no boundary for him to be like, oh, I understand she worked all day. She's tired or right. Maybe she needs a day. It's like he wants what he wants when he wants it and he doesn't care what anybody else has going on. I'm supposed to drop everything for him. So I kind of wanted to talk to you ladies about that and see if that's something you have going on within your family dynamic with a certain parent or sibling. I mean, for me, y'all heard me talk about it briefly off air last or two weeks ago um, about my mom and I's relationship. I'm not going to get too crazy into depth about it, but it really is like her and I don't have the best relationship. Like it's kind of like we're more friends than we are family. And it's like, she honestly doesn't have that boundary in the sense of like, it's a lot of stuff. Like this could be like a whole long drug out thing. But I mean, if we ever, like she snapped on me because I didn't know my Thanksgiving plans. Like, because my grandma moved to, um, North Carolina and like, like four years ago. And she was like the household, like cooker and that type of thing. And all I said was, I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause over the last few Thanksgivings, I've sat in my house and like not done anything. And she was like, Oh, so you're just not going to see me. I know I'm not your favorite person, but that's messed up. Kind of giving that same excuse of like, well, I'm your mom. So you still have to, mm-hmm. no, I don't like, if I don't no, I don't just because you're my mom. Like we don't have, we're not close. We don't have the best relationship Mm -hmm. but it always is that i hear from my grandma she's still your mom check on her she's still your mom did i know she's i know she's causing this in your life and she's doing this in your life but she's still your mom and for me i love my grandma my grandma's my heart so like i honestly do it for my grandma and like out of respect for my grandma and i respect my mom of course but it's like she's shut me down in so many ways where i've been feeling good about something Mm -hmm. that like I don't want that type of energy in my life. I don't want the negative energy. Like I'm feeling good about where I am. And then she'll come and nitpick how I'm doing something wrong. I'll tell my grandma, it's still your mom though. Like, I know grandma, but <laughs> damn, <laughs> she don't, she not happy for me, grandma. Like, right. damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if y'all could see us looking at Darian, it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, um, I guess my mom a little bit, she's just kind of like, do what I say when I say it and don't fucking complain about it type of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had that issue with her and my, my sisters have an issue with her too. So, but other than that, I mean, I don't know, my family just toxic all around in their own way. Me too. But sis. to answer the question, I would say my mom is like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know about my mom. I, I think me and my mom have healthy boundaries. Um, She has a negative side to her that can be exhausting. Um, But that whole, well, it's still your mom, it's still your dad, that within itself is I don't give a trigger. Two yeah, it is. Fucks. And yeah. for me, I, you are. I don't care. And I, like I said, my grandma's my heart, so I'm like... Okay, but like, I mean, my mom's been trying to make dinner plans with me for like two weeks and we have a plan tomorrow. When I tell you I don't want to go because I know what it's going to be. We're going to sit down. She'll see something instantly either in my life or it could be across the room and she makes a negative comment and it's downhill from there. And I'm like, oh, now I have to spend the next hour and a half in this negative mindset where everything's wrong. The world sucks. Everybody sucks. People ain't shit. Da 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 da. Yeah. And if I choose to not want to be around that, I'm I'm the you worst. I suck. You don't have to be though. Like yeah. I've separated myself from my family so many times just because I just don't have time for the bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And instead of me going off and being disrespectful, I rather just remove myself. That's yes, yeah, so that's where I'm at. And like when she snapped on me, like this is the she hasn't been able to trigger me or hurt me in about five years. But last week when she snapped on me, like, I was literally at work stuck for, like, an hour and a half. Like, I couldn't believe that she was back on the same bullshit and starting that shit again. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I never told you no. I never told you we couldn't sit down for Thanksgiving and see each other. I literally told you I don't know what I'm doing because we don't celebrate Thanksgiving anymore because you are so focused on other things and grandma moved away like she was the one that did everything for us Mm -hmm. and when she snapped on me i was just like wow like 
this is really where I just want to be done. But I know, well, that's your mom. Oh, I love her. I respect her. I always want, you know, her to be well. And, you know, I would never, you know, wish she wasn't around or anything like that. But like, I definitely need my space. So when it's the comments of, well, that's your mom. Yeah. That doesn't mean my mom hasn't hurt my feelings or downplays my life and makes me not want to be around her. Yeah. I I think I realized with my stepdad, like, we have this really unhealthy cycle um, where we go periods of time where everything is good, and then he'll get mad about something, and then that causes some kind of argument with us. And I think I realized this, like, earlier this year, like, how to deal with him. And you kind of almost have to compartmentalize it. Um, And it's like, okay, like the last time we got into it, we hung up on each other in the conversation. He was like, I'm just tired and I'm just done with this. So am I. (laughs) So am I. Yeah, me too. (laughs) And have a good night. And I just didn't talk to him for about maybe two months or so. And it's this same song and dance. So I'm trying to learn how to break that cycle. I know. Um, it's really weird, but I then in turn started thinking about how my family dynamic plays into my relationships. That's real. With creating healthy boundaries in a relationship. Um, I don't know if I've mastered that yet. I haven't. I know there's boundaries that there's certain stuff that I don't like, but like, I mean, this is a long, hard, sensitive topic for me anyway, when it comes to boundaries in a relationship and stuff like that and it's even thinking about it's just exhausting (laughs) oh my god like because it's hard oh my god (laughs) (laughs) it's just there's so much in my head that I'm not gonna be able to get it out but I know the biggest point is it's hard to create those boundaries when both sides are in disagreement about them Mm -hmm. and that's even family like my mom doesn't see where she's wrong because that's just not on her side. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it doesn't fuck with me on my side. Yeah. Same thing in relationships and friendships. Like, just because you're doing whatever doesn't mean it's not wrong or it shouldn't be happening. But Lord knows I'm not even going <laughs> to. Uh, Darielle? Uh, I definitely don't have healthy boundaries in relationships because like Brandy said my what I have going on with my family it transferred to my relationships and I noticed some of the same patterns and things I deal with with my parents I deal with with um even my friendship friendship or relationships I allow people um to kind of do what they what they want and I kind of just accept it like Mm -hmm. it pisses me off and I may speak on it but then I'm like you know what it's fine I tend to like check myself or find a flaw in myself and not really check the other person on what they're doing Mm -hmm. and um I feel like it's caused a lot of like it caused for me to be drained and it's just like it's so annoying but it's like how do you get out of that because you're used to it Mm -hmm. like how do you start to create those boundaries besides like you know removing yourself from those people who can't what do you want to call it i don't want to say follow my rules because i'm not respect it yeah respect your boundaries yeah that that is my biggest thing i come across a lot of people who don't respect my boundaries and when i try to set those they're like oh you're selfish Hmm. oh you don't care about my feelings blah 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 blah. but it's like i do but why can't we compromise yeah yeah well, that's the biggest thing, On the, like I said, when your boundaries aren't matching up on that other person's end, if it's something they don't see as a problem, they say, fuck it. Oh, I don't care. That's that's you. That's a you, that's a you problem. Oh, okay. So me bringing this up that's a, a boundary issue just because it's not for you means it's not relevant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Again, that's not respecting your boundary. That's them being mm-hmm. like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I think I'm learning that... Um with my boundaries, I feel like if I set them, that I'll lose people. Yeah. Like even with you my, will. Yeah. Like even <laughs> with my friends, like I'm as strong minded and opinionated and I speak up for myself. 
as much as possible, there's still something within me where it's like I don't speak up for myself because I feel like, well, maybe I'm wrong or maybe mm-hmm. I'm overreacting. Mm-hmm. And if I come off this way, then this person is going to want to leave leave the friendship mm-hmm. or leave the relationship mm-hmm. or my family's not going to want to talk to me <laughs> or whatever exactly the case may be. Which then kind of turns into like this fear of like being alone. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what so, it is. So, um, <laughs> what I'll do is, is I, I had mentioned to you guys earlier, but we didn't get into details. I had a, a friend of mine who upset me and I, did, I didn't even say anything. I text someone else and I'm like, am I overreacting? Like, I just kind of feel like I have, I have a real big issue with not being considered, which kind of plays into my boundaries. Like, just consider me. And right. I think I, and I posted this on my story, I take the more passive aggressive approach thinking that if I'm doing things to what I consider to be right, that they'll pick up on that and then also do me right. But it's like, you got to learn to say what it is that you need Mm -hmm. and put those boundaries out there and be like, this is a boundary for me. I need you to respect that. (laughs) And if you can't, then I'll go from there. But I, I'm learning that now that I have a fear of yeah being alone. being alone. That's how I am, too. And I'll walk on eggshells or, like, kind of stop myself from going too deep about how I feel because I don't want to. I feel like I'm going to push that other person away. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll just take the burden. Yes. You know, like, I, I'll, I'll take the burden. Like, I feel like um, I, I think we've done this with the podcast where it's like maybe I need to do a little bit more of something and mm-hmm. then you don't speak up, which then mm-hmm. you just take the burden of having to do all the work and vice versa. But it's like mm-hmm. really just a conversation of like, look, this is what my capacity is. I need you to meet me halfway because I can't take it on all by myself. I have a habit of, I feel like when somebody, rather me relying on somebody, I'll just do it myself. Yeah. yeah. Instead of saying like, I can't, this right here is a boundary and I can't take on anymore. So I need your help. I told somebody this the other day. I'm like, this is a trigger for me and I just can't, I can't take it. And because I knew that they weren't willing to change or they weren't trying to understand me, I'm like, you know what? I ain't going to say nothing else about it. I'll deal with my feelings on my own. I'll get myself through this. It's fine. Let it go. Then I thought about it. I'm, I shouldn't have to do that. No. I shouldn't have to beg you to see my point. I shouldn't have to beg you to change how you move. Like, if you don't understand and you're not willing to change that, then we don't need to deal with each other. Yeah. Because I'm not going to keep being triggered and just putting my feelings to the side. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's where you that lack of respect comes in. Like, they don't respect you enough to, to listen, like... And it doesn't even have to be them being like, okay, I'm going to change that. But listen to it, respect it, and move about it or that way. Or just not Like, I am a person at this point, I can let so much bullshit go if you just acknowledge how the fuck I feel. <laughs> <laughs> like, goddamn. Be like, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. We can agree to disagree. But just fucking acknowledge how I feel. Apologize. Give me a hug. And we can fucking move forward. Right. That's all I fucking want. <laughs> But motherfuckers gonna be like, you tripping, you doing too no no fuck you. How about that? <laughs> All right, I feel better. <laughs> you got it out. Yes. But see, that's the thing. Like, I think it's the the acknowledgement that we want and that we need, and that's okay. Like to circle back to the last time we talked, I was talking about me trying to work through hurt that I was feeling. So I reached out. I reached out. Yeah. I did. Put my my big girl's panties on. <laughs> okay, I was like, hey. <laughs> This isn't about you. This is more about me and my growth. So here it is. And the person was like, I completely understand. I'm willing to help you in whatever healing process that you need. I apologize. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to apologize. And it was like a complete release. Like I felt so much better and things have been okay for me. So I think it's about really learning to speak up for yourself and not internalizing things and knowing that whatever the outcome is going to be, it's going to be, you know, because I feel like the people who love you and appreciate you will say, OK, I hear you and I'll do better. You know, it's it's just it's really hard, like when you want that from a certain person and they're just not giving it to you. Yeah. And then that's where that fear comes from. Mine necessarily isn't being alone, but it's like losing one of my favorite people. Yeah, that's my thing is like. 
it's fine. If God wants me to be alone and adopt some pretty little babies, I will do so. <laughs> but it really it just comes down to like me losing my favorite people, like friendships, family, relationships. Like I don't want to lose my favorite people in my life because I people in my life I pick for a reason and I value them. Mm-hmm. And like when I lose them, it hurts. Yeah. But so moving away from boundaries in a relationship, let's talk about boundaries in a friendship. So the real had a story or a question and it states, would you try to stop your friend from getting married if you felt their fiance was no good? I think that's a boundary for sure. (sighs) So the way that I kind of looked at this when I, when I read it, if you're at the point where you're about to marry this person, you already know how I feel about them because Mm -hmm. I would have told you early on in our friendship straight up, how I feel about this person. Cause I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm not the type of person that will insert myself in your relationship until you ask me, mm. like I will let you, cause regardless, you're going to have those people anyway. If you tell them how you feel, they're still going to be with that person. So, okay. They just, they either just want your opinion or they don't, but I am not going to insert myself anywhere. I'm not just going to be like, Brandy, I really don't like old dude. That's not my business. That's y'all. Right. But if you come to me and you tell me, Oh, he did this, this, and this, and I don't like it. I'm be like, yeah, I don't like that either because I've noticed he's also done this. So you gonna know by the time that y'all get married that I'm not feeling it. Yeah, you gonna know. I don't know. I don't know what I would do because this is like on one hand, no matter what I say, she gonna do what she wanna do. But on the other hand, I wouldn't feel right allowing that to happen without me speaking my mind. But I probably would. I probably would handle it how I do now with my friends and just relationships. I say how I feel, but I'd be like, you know what, girl? I support you either way. If you call me in a week and you want to get a divorce and beat them the fuck up, that's fine. <laughs> but if you're you happy, you happy. I just, yeah. there's nothing you could do. Um, I don't know if I would try to stop them per se. I would maybe ask, are you sure? Like, are you sure this is what you want? Right. Like a sure warning. She's going to be like, yeah, I'm like, but are you sure you're sure? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> you sure you're sure because, like, you wasn't sure that one time when you thought you were sure. So how about now? Yeah. Unless it was something crazy like abuse or something like that. But if oh, yeah. it's just, you know, well, there's multiple forms of abuse. But physical, physical yeah. abuse, I'm definitely going to try yeah. to stop it. 100%. Um, I've learned that really with relationships the only thing you can do when it comes to your friends is just be supportive good bad or indifferent mm-hmm. um oh can we talk about that for a second yeah finish your thought first no though. go ahead okay so <laughs> oh god i have this friend right and she hasn't been very like she hasn't really agreed with the decision that i make or a person that i choose to have in my life and I'm not mad at her for feeling that way. I expect my friends to not like people who they feel like disrespect me. But it's come to a point where, like, she'll ask me about it or, like, I'm used to going to her about literally everything. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about it, it's just either she's silent or she just sounds like an emoji. And that shit pisses me off because now I feel like you're judging me. And whenever it's on the flip side and you talk to me about your bullshit, whether I agree with it or not, I'm still going to talk it talk it through with you i'm still gonna support you and i'm still gonna hear you out and i'm gonna reply and show you that i care about what you have to say so for you to just not basically not say anything now i'm pissed and i just i don't know how to handle that well that's just showing that they don't care anymore they're they're whatever you say to them like well but my thing is how the fuck do you get to do that to me but uh, yeah when you do and deal with some dumbass people and i've never just went silent on you like yeah i don't know if i should just remove myself or i should or if i should speak on it so i would let, speak on it first i would definitely speak on it but let me offer a different perspective then she yeah. doesn't care anymore um i've had friends who were in terrible relationships mm-hmm. and I've inserted myself too much yeah. and gave my opinion too much to the point where it, it began to stress me out. Yeah. So it was like, I, I, at this point, I love you to the point where I have to distance myself and I can no longer take these issues on, especially if she's at a point where she feels like you're not trying to change your situation. Yeah. Not saying it's right, but it might be at the point where she doesn't have the capacity for it anymore because she may feel like, 
why you keep doing this to yourself? You know what I mean? But I still think you should ask her about it. Yeah. And let her know, like, but I that's need... being a hypocrite. People people do it all the time. I'm sorry. I mean, and and in her mind, she probably feels like the things that she deal with is very minuscule compared to whatever she thinks you're dealing with. Just a different perspective. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's what I mean, kind of by like she doesn't care anymore. I think it's kind of that. Like she's at the point where she's like, okay, well, I've heard this before and it's not changing. So my response is, y'all can't see this, but this emoji. The shrug and the, the shoulders. Yeah. The shoulders yeah. yeah. But I would, I would, I would say something. Speak to her about it and I would let her know. I mean, what it is that I, you need yeah, because... I get that perspective because I felt that way before. Whether like my friends have friends that I feel like they shouldn't be friends with, relationship or whatever the fuck it is, I felt that way. But at the same time, like I don't know. But you still feel like she should. I I do think that she should acknowledge it in some sort. Like I know when we have conversations about things that we're going through, we tend to ask questions. Like versus me pointing out whatever I feel like may be obvious. It's more mm-hmm. so like well how do you feel like well in your mind what do you want to do so maybe she doesn't know how to navigate the conversation anymore so i think that you should talk to her and let her know what it is that you need it's a lot of work but i would i wouldn't say remove your friend because of the, whatever she thinks you're going through with your man yeah i would definitely say something no, i wouldn't just i mean i don't want to remove her because i live her to death but i just kind of don't feel comfortable talking to her about certain stuff anymore that's fair i've been through that too I don't know. It's just one of those things like you can't expect people to move how you move. True. You know but what I, I've... But I feel like we're, we are better than that though. Like... Yeah. Then I think that's why you should say something. Like I'm... But I can't. I'm not at that point yet where I can have a normal conversation because I really be like, bitch, do you know what type of shit you be doing and you be dealing with? Yeah. You see yeah. The I'm nerve. Before. <laughs> the fucking nerve. Does she listen to the podcast? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she does, but she has before. But I mean, if she do, hey, let's talk, girl. Sit down, girl. I I think it might also be you kind of got to know what friends you can go to for what. And I think we talked about that before. I'll figure that out. You know, like some friends you can Mm -hmm. say things to. I mean, even with my best friend, there's just some things I don't go to her about. Because I don't know. I don't want to hear what she has to say. I I just don't want to hear. It's going to piss me off even more. (laughs) So I just don't. (laughs) You know what I mean? But. I definitely think that y'all should talk. In due time. (laughs) I ain't ready. So, boundaries in the workplace. Circling back to uh, Summer Walker, she decided to cancel her tour because she said that her social anxiety... We talked about that already. Well, did we talk about the award show? Or was it the social anxiety? We did. Just the award show? We talked about all of it. Did we? (laughs) Are you fry? No. <laughs> Bruh. Well, we talked about our social anxiety, but not to the point to where I'm trying to go with it. No, we didn't talk about boundaries in the workplace yet, but... Yeah, like, it's going but, to the but, workplace conversation. But I know nah, we, we did about talk it. about this. Okay, look, both of y'all are right. We talked about all the Summer Walker shit. I keep wanting to call her Summerella. We talked about all the Summer Walker shit, but we ain't talking about work boundaries right, yet. Right, I'm taking it to the, work, to the workplace boundaries. Okay. I'm so confused. All right, I'm going to just speak on work, Why are we workplace about boundaries. Summer Walker again? Because Summer Walker, her job is to perform. And her work boundary is, oh my God, I can't because of my social anxiety. So, like, my work boundary would be I don't talk about my personal life at work. And people take that personally. Okay. I thought we talked about that, but okay. No, we didn't go into like depth or anything. Like, my work boundary is don't ask me what's going on in my life. People, I like, and I'm close with the people that I work with too, but I do not tell them no personal details. I don't like it. I don't like people, especially if I work with you every day and you're constantly in my ear about, so what's the update with this? What's the update with that? I'm not, please, please leave me alone. I just want to work and clown and talk about stupid shit. I don't want you always in my business. So what's your work boundary, Dario? I have that issue. I have a nosy ass fucking coworker. And I think it's because she ain't got no man, no kids, no life. This bitch. So she lived through you. I breathe heavy and she be like, what's going on in your life? What's wrong? (laughs) One day she gonna tell me she feels like I let my personal life affect my work. No, bitch. You are affecting my work because you're talking to me and you're in my fucking business. Like, people could be around the corner talking. She will pop up like, is there anything I can do? Like, I just, I don't understand. 
Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm the same way. I don't. Ugh, that, she's li- she's living through you. Damn, I hope she don't find a podcast. Well, you know, there you go. She needs to know that's your boundary. Step off. <laughs> Period. I just. I, oh God, my coworkers be stressing me. I, I love them to death, but they be stressing me. Like this other girl. All of y'all getting exposed. I just like, want to be. I just want to be left alone. I don't want to talk at work. I want to do my work, listen to my music, laugh in my cubicle to myself, breathe hard when I want to breathe hard, get mad when I want to get mad, and I just want to be left alone. I don't want to talk. Like I, <laughs> I told y'all about the girl <laughs> that be jacking your chorus and shit every day, Darielle. What you eating for lunch? Darielle, what you watching on Netflix? I saw her to put Darielle, a can I use your charger? Darielle, you can should. I use your headphones? <laughs> Darielle, what you doing? Darielle, are you busy? I, oh, my fucking Tell God. her the next time you walk up in that bitch that you're practicing meditation. I just can't take it. I and and like Brandy it. said, get a do not disturb. Either that or just simply ask that girl, like, can you please leave me alone? That's mean, though. So today, right, I, I text Brandy and I'm like, this lady that I don't say more than two words to came to my cubicle, tapped me on the shoulder. She seen my headphones. She seen me working. Um, Can you give me a ride to go get my daughter's car on your lunch break? Excuse me? You want me to spend my hour lunch break, the only motherfucking time I have to myself, and drop you off? Did you tell her ass no? Excuse me? At first, I was like, mm, all right, well, I don't go on lunch at 1 o'clock. Then she came back. I'm like, wait, where are you going? And then she was like, canal and blah, 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 blah. And you I work s- on the west side, bro. Ugh. Ma'am. Did you tell her no? I said, well, that's going to take my whole break. And I think she felt bad because I, you know, because I was questioning her or whatever. So she said, "Never mind." But then I felt bad because when I got off of work, she was waiting outside. <laughs> wow, you're so mean. I'm just playing. You know what you gotta do? When Somebody people... picked her up though. Okay. When she people did. say stuff like that to you, you gotta repeat that question right back to them. I just I would've been like, "So you want me to take you to get your daughter's car in Canal Winchester on my lunch break?" So you can hear the stupid shit that, that you just, just came asked out your mouth. me. She didn't offer no gas money. No nothing. Nothing. But oh. this is what I want. This is what blew me. I couldn't do nothing but fucking laugh at my desk. What possessed you to walk all the way from your side to my side <laughs> past 50 people and ask me? Little old me, the person that stayed to themselves, stay high and by. I just, I just want to know what made her. Because ask the me. folks that have been bothering you, been been telling her, Darielle's nice. She like to talk. Go ask her. <laughs> so they was like, let me go ask her, see if she that nice. I had to ask people. Is that like, why you asked if you were approachable? Yes, that's exactly why. Because I wanted to know, like, do I just look like this nice? If I bitch? didn't know you, no. If you're sitting around, like, you no, you don't. You just look like you mad at the fucking world. I'm not, I'm not asking you for shit. I literally say good morning, have a good night, and maybe five sentences in between the eight hours I'm at my job. I don't, don't want to do that. Like, my job is very interactive, so like I don't have a choice, and I'm really close with all my workers because like we work out of like a small house that's been transformed into a salon, and mm-hmm. like we're all there for each other. But I really don't get personal, and they will always joke like Kim never talks about her personal life. She doesn't like us, da, da, da. and they're joking and stuff. But like every job I've been at, like I used to get confused at one of my best friends because she would get a new job and start hanging out with people and going out with them like a month after like mm-hmm. being at the job. I don't want, and see I don't do that. Hurt. I I'm there to get my job done and go the fuck home. I don't need to be social with you. I don't need to hang out with you. Maybe that's just me, and I'm weird. I'm the only one at the workplace that don't be kicking it with their coworkers. I don't do that. I'm sorry. I don't. Church so, and state, boo. I have been talking about getting the second job, and my coworker was like, oh, you should apply at my job. She has two jobs. No. And at first, I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. But then I thought about it. I'm like, do I really want to work at two places with you? No. Hell no. Does she have a crush on you? No, no, no. It's not that type of weird shit. But, like... <sighs> know she was just looking out but i had to think about it like "Mm -mm." nope no thank you i will work somewhere else (laughs) strip clubs always hiring girl (laughs) so the the one thing i did want to say about the whole summer walker thing was (laughs) um, 
in your workspaces, is is there a time to say you cannot do something? Like she came out and said she cannot do this tour. She cannot continue. Is there ever a time in your workspace where you have to tell whoever your leadership is, like, yes. I cannot? I, I think if it's going outside of your job title and it's becoming a favor, you don't have to do that. That is a choice at that point. Like even your lunch break, that's a choice at that point that if you want to do that for somebody, but if it's a personal favor and that's not literally not in your job title, call me petty, call me what the fuck ever. You don't got to do that. It's not that you're not going to like, I've done a bunch of shit for my coworkers. That's not in my job title, but that's cause I don't mind. It's not breaking my back. Mm-hmm. But if it's something I've told them no before, if it's something petty that I don't want to do, like warm up my coffee. No, it's not my job title. And it's right next to me. And you're standing Literally a foot away from the microwave, you could put it in there anyway. Did you say somebody asked you to warm up their coffee? Yes. What the fuck? She does it all the time. Like, and typically I'll do it if she's been on her feet all day and like, cause we're close. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, for a, a quick second, I'll warm it up for you, whatever. But when you're standing next to me and we're both a foot away from the microwave, warm up your coffee. I tell her no all the time. I'm like, no, you're standing. We're just say excuse me and I'll get out. Cause the desk I stand at is like very small. Yeah. So like, I'd have to get out for her to get in. And I'm like, just say excuse me, I'll move. But like if it's your downtime and you have time to literally hand it to me anyway, I'll say no. There's definitely boundaries. That's not my job title. My job title is not to help y'all with shit except my work duties. My God. Girl. Uh, refill your call. Excuse me? No. I I've had to call time. my supervisor and tell her, like, listen, <laughs> I know I'm on the clock, but I got to go. Yeah. I can't. Like, I literally cannot sit at my desk because I am literally having a panic attack. I have to go. I can't do this. I'll see you tomorrow. And she was like, okay, get yourself together, come back tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, if it's to that point, I'm not. Or if I'm overwhelmed, I tell her, like, I can't. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'll do what I can, work with me. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. I'm learning to do that now, like, with this craziness going on at my job. So just come on and say, I can't. I cannot do it. Find somebody else. Yeah. I can't. Right. I usually have that issue too, like telling people no or feeling like I, you know, let people down. But then I, when it started affecting me, like in my health, I'm just like, Mm-mm. y'all don't pay me enough. I am not going to leave at five o'clock and still be stressed out from this place. I agree. So 100%. Um, we had a couple listener questions and. We had a question on our story that Darielle's going to talk about because I don't know what the listener questions were. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this listener says, I've been dating this guy for a little under a year, and one day we were talking, and he said he doesn't know if he could be the man I needed. Um, sorry, I got lost. Oh, he said that he wants to change and he's trying and he's trying to, but he knows that the changes won't happen overnight or soon. I asked him why, why would he even be with me if he feels that way? And he said, because those, those are the risks that you take when you really want to be with someone. I didn't know what to say to him after that, but I felt hurt and confused by what he said. How do I know if I should still pursue this and be patient or should I just let it go? Let it go. Let it go. Y'all gonna learn Kim is a singer because I relate everything, a lot of things to music. Um, I'm at the, kind of at the point with the help of my fellow friend Brandy here <laughs> where if somebody's not giving you what you're asking for, they're not delivering, they're not respecting what you've asked, step, step. Because all you're showing them is that you're going to be around for them no matter what and you're just going to, you know, diddle-daddle in that little part for how long and they can do whatever the fuck they want and here you are just in your little your little space because i'm gonna let brandy take it away because she got she got a lot to say (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry what was the first part of the question it was he said that he can't be the man that i need Um, i think so yeah i don't want to mix up the words Yes, as we were talking one day, and he said he doesn't know if he can be the man that I needed. He said he wants to, and he's trying, but he knows the changes won't happen overnight or soon. Mm. 
Okay. Um, I, I think there is something to be said for moving with intention. Um, my first mind wants to tell you to just leave him alone. He told you in the first five words that mm. he's not the man that you need him to be and he doesn't see that happening anytime soon. Um, and I'm learning with men, there's no added layers to the shit that they say. Mm-hmm. He said what he said. Um, on the flip side, if you see any kind of effort into him changing and trying to become what you need and you are okay with waiting for what may never come or what may come, then do that. Um, but my first mind would tell you to just leave it alone. I'm sure you're probably a wonderful person and somebody's out there that's willing to give you what you need. Period. I seen this post and it, I'm going to read it. It says, the most powerless thing women can do is let an inconsistent guy know she will stay waiting for him to reach potential he doesn't have. And that's all I'm going to say. Period. I mean, there is power in knowing who to be patient with, who not. But it's like Brandy said, a nigga going to do what he want to do. And he told you. Like, there's no... He he told you. That's why I say it's very clear cut with men. I'm learning that there's no extra, there's no underlying, there's no oh well I meant. Mm-hmm. He but said it's it. like when you do get with somebody, you do meet them. You don't really know if it's gonna work out or not. But they've been in it for a year. True. We that's just that's just mad year. weird to me that I don't know where there's gonna be that flip. I get like, I get maybe y'all have tried and like you y'all may have waited around too long and now you're just now coming to that and you're like okay i'm tired of fighting tired of the exhaustion but mm-hmm. like yo we've been at this eight ten months and now all of a sudden instead of fighting through it or genuinely trying to change you're coming at me like well i think right. that's it so well, she didn't even even give any indication that they were having problems it so maybe we need a little bit more backstory yeah. but i took it as in we've been dating or messing around for almost a year and then all of a sudden he's like I don't think I can give you what you need she just said that they were having a talk that's all the story said it's just a talk I mean it sounds like he wants the benefits of having you around without actually committing a commitment yeah so again if you can handle that Mm -hmm. by all means be patient if you know in your heart of hearts that's not what you want cut it off I say if you're unsure, that's your answer right there. Yeah. Yeah. If you're unsure, I mean, it's better to let it go. And especially you're only going to be hurt over and over again when that man is not delivering what you truly want Mm -hmm. deep in your heart. Like you are literally you're going to get hurt every single day when he doesn't text you enough or he doesn't call you enough. He doesn't give you enough of his time. He's doing this he's doing that it's gonna hurt you every single day until you let go of it every day and i know that from experience every single day you're going to be hurt until you decide to boss up and say you know what speaking of boundaries this is my boundary i'm done with it Mm. bye right i I want a relationship if you can't give me the relationship then okay but i know for sure they're in a relationship but if you're if you're at the point though now where you're telling me that you can't give me that and it's not happening anytime soon then am i how when so the, wait, how, when is soon over wait they're in a relationship yeah and he doesn't want to be in a relationship anymore no he's no they're in a relationship but he's saying he doesn't know if he can be the man that she needs it's for i guess it's for i'm assuming her what her expectations are like he's trying to be but he doesn't know if he if he'll reach that potential that's how that's what i took from it i don't know Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> Just like. Boom. Y'all already in a relationship and now you talking about you don't know if I can give you what you need. For almost right. a year. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. That's why I'm kind of like, I don't know if y'all have. It's been, almost like an excuse. Well, there, and me. there's not enough context. I don't know if y'all have been having issues and now that you're he or you or both of y'all are just at the point where you're like, OK, it's clearly not working out. I'm not the person that you need. Let's go from there. Break up. Stay together. I don't know if it's that or if it's out of the blue. Like, well, 
I never expressed this to you, but I've been trying for X amount of months and I can't get my shit together, so I just feel like I can't be that person for you anytime soon. How long is soon? Is soon a year? Is I mean, it 10 years? Is it 10 months? Is it 10 weeks? The well, worst thing you can do with anything is stay after you've already left. If yeah. you ain't in it mentally, if you ain't here with me, but mm-hmm. you still sticking around, you not doing nothing but just damaging me and damaging yourself. Wasting my goddamn time. So if time. he doesn't think that he can be the man for you that you need him to be or be the man that he needs to be in this relationship, then let him go figure his shit out. Mm -hmm. And you take your moment to reevaluate. If y'all come back together, great. If y'all don't, best of wishes to you. I don't don't know. Sis, you deserve better. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Like, the most attractive thing is having a man that is is sure of what he wants Mm -hmm. and that is not afraid to tell you. It don't even got to be everybody else knows. As long as you know... And you know that he's sure and he, and both of y'all are on the same page. That's all that anybody's ever asking for when it comes to a relationship. That you're sure. Don't go into shit wondering or just guessing or taking a leap of faith. Know that that's what the fuck you want and you can avoid this shit. Because nobody has time to be hurt every fucking day. <laughs> and I mean, if he is, let me, let me say this clearly. If he is actually trying and you can see that he is trying, there's middle ground in that. We mm-hmm. talked about that last week. If he is actually trying and he's doing whatever he needs to become a better man because we don't know what the details are of this question, mm-hmm. then okay, work with him. But if he's telling you, I don't know if I, if I can be what you need, I'm trying, but his actions doesn't show that he's trying, that's a mind fuck. Yep. Mm. I'm actions over words to AT. I don't give a fuck what you say to me. Mm-hmm. Show me. So, mm-hmm. I agree. I really don't give a damn. I'm tired of people gassing up fucking ears show me period good luck sis let us know how it goes yeah good luck if you have you need some more advice let us know (laughs) all right so i posted this question and i wanted to know how people felt about following their significant significant other on social media so here are some of the responses i got Social media is never good in a relationship, LOL. I'd rather follow my enemy. <laughs> uh, another listener said, I'm single on social media, so no. <laughs> that one got me. Um, you should block your significant other on Twitter. Other platforms are fine. A few other responses I'll read. Um I feel like if social media is an issue in the relationships, there are some insecurities to address. There should be nothing to hide from your significant other um, that you allow the world to see. And someone else said, telling your partner they can't follow you creates a negative narrative. This doesn't allow a safe place for relationships to grow, and it will breed trust issues. If your social media needs to be hidden from your partner, you are not ready to be in a committed relationship. I agree with the side. There were a few others, but I agree with the side of like, if I don't think there should ever be a reason to not follow your significant other. If you bring an issue to them about their social media, it should not happen again because it bothered you. And that's just them respecting that it bothered you. I don't think there's like, it just shouldn't be that deep or you can't follow each other. I don't know. I had, I had like a whole rant on this earlier. Uh, Um, but I just really feel like if you respect that person enough, you shouldn't be posting point blank period, something that's going to make your significant other uncomfortable. And you just shouldn't. And you know if that's going to bother them or not. And if you posting it because you don't care and you posting it again because they said something, you're like, well, that's a you problem that doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. Huge red flag. I have mixed feelings about it. Only because <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely the type to be wild on Twitter, talk my shit, post some funny ass shit, act like I hate niggas but be in love off of Twitter, that type of bullshit. And I've been told to tone it down a bit. So it's like I get it and I want my person to take to know that my Twitter is a joke. But on the other hand, I hate that to be done to me. And I don't want you to be on there acting like you single or retweeting shit that implies that you're single or anything that rubs me the wrong way. So it's kind of like I tw- or, um, social media shouldn't be that serious. But at the same time, you have to be mindful of what you say and what you post because it could look bad from the outside looking in. 
Well, you have to do that outside of social media. When you're out in public and a girl yeah, or a guy is all yeah. on top of your shit, same thing as social media. Don't do shit that's going to make your significant other uncomfortable in person or online. Just right. don't fucking do it. Does that mean you can't go out to the club with your dude because he's going to be all up in some girl's face? I don't know. I'm just too nosy to not follow my partner. But at the same time, if I know things that they say triggers me, I don't need to follow you. I don't know. Brandy? <laughs> she looks tired. <laughs> I don't, I don't Brandy is over this shit. She, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I don't. I just like. This is a lot, y'all. I don't see how y'all do it. Girl. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at y'all like... I'm <laughs> just going back and forth. Listen. Um, I think that when it comes to social media, there has to be a level of respect and there has to be a level of security um, on both ends mm-hmm. within a relationship. I, I do think that you have to be mindful of your partner when it comes to what you post and there needs to be space held for people on the outside looking in because you don't want to feel like you're being made a fool of or being disrespected or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be so I definitely get all of that um but at the same time I am the kind of person where social media is just not that big of a deal to me it's just really not Mm -hmm. um because on the flip side, we can be happy and all in love and respectful via social media, but the relationship is shit behind mm-hmm. closed doors. Um, I have been in situations where my ex, anytime I would post anything, he if he thought it was about him, it was a conversation. And it's like, huh, like, <sighs> it, it's not. But I'm learning that for some people, social media is a real thing like it's it's a serious thing for them so I have to respect that even if I don't think it is I have to kind of be accommodating to a certain extent when it comes to that so I don't think it's ever that serious where it's like you don't need to be in a relation you don't need to follow your partner on social media Mm -hmm. that's just ridiculous like if you can't have that openness with your partner y'all don't need to be in a relationship relationship because it's not social media that's fucking up your relationship it's It's you yeah (laughs) so yeah i think i just people should just be mindful of their partner and it's kind of like would i be okay with them doing this that's just really all it is i don't yeah i don't really think social media should be a big deal but at the same time when you're with somebody you have to consider their feelings and if you don't want to then don't be in a relationship right agreed that's it that's fucking simple. Yep. So, I don't know. So I think if I could leave with any advice for our listeners as far as boundaries is concerned is to figure out what your boundaries are, clearly state them in your friendships, in your relationships, in your family dynamics, and um, if those boundaries are crossed, maybe you have to remove or adjust or whatever you need to do to correct the problem so have healthy boundaries with everybody agreed it's necessary for you mental mm-hmm. i have nothing to add <laughs> that was perfect <laughs> all right guys um i'm gonna fuck up the social media so dariel take it away <laughs> Alright guys, so um you can follow us on Instagram at Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is Take Control Pod. Our Facebook group is Take Control Podcast, and you can email us at take control podcast at gmail.com. You sound so seductive. Mm. Ew. Okay. <laughs> follow us on all social media. <laughs> we'll get back to you within 24 hours. <laughs> Keep sending the listener questions. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Even though it was exhausting. I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We will see you in two weeks. Yep. Bye.